last time on Join the Party. We took a day trip out to New York City and checked in with everyone's favorite media company. But now we're coming back to LCC and seeing where Volcani, Kilanova, and Multitool are at in the hot, hot summer after the time loop. Let's get the party started. We return once again to the action-packed lives of LT3, Volcani, the one-person firefighter fighting fire with fire, fire on the dance floor like Nelly Furtado. Kilanova, where villains know no one in space can hear you scream because you're dead. <laughs> he has ghost powers. <laughs> and Multitool, the multifaceted, multi-layered hero who contradicts herself because she contains multitudes. What up? Also, we all need to take a shot because we said multitude on the podcast. Um. <laughs> you do a hard cut to uh, the very action-packed and glorious shot of Milo on the couch eating chips watching Netflix. <laughs> the LT3 have taken down Ma's gang of no-good Nick Shrimp children, defeated the Giga Bear and saved the Mamafufuka, kept the LT3 mob at bay, and escaped a pernicious time loop created by a guy who got broken up with and went on the dark web. Checks out. But maybe we can take some time to chill out because it's summer right at the back end of June and it's a hot one. Doubt it. Oh boy. Everyone take a different shot. A shot of something different. (laughs) The temperature in upstate New York fluctuates between 60s all the way to the high 90s. Shout out to global warming. But it is holding fast at 83 and partly sunny. And it is mostly gorgeous in Lake Champlain with the bridge that is totally fine and nothing ever bad ever happened to it. It is so nice at Arancini Yards, the lakeside park that was redeveloped out of the majority of the docks in Little Italy. <laughs> what a good name. Thank you. Where there is a beautiful elevated walkway, playgrounds, and a few second locations of the restaurants in the neighborhood, including Il Polpo and Dominic's. Who gets credit for the high spirits and the safety that allowed this improvement, either the glad-handing ever-present Ant Min or local defender Volcani, is being debated over espresso and bocce by grandfathers who look like their entire skin are good baseball mitts. Grandfathers love me. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure they do. They, they let you reheat their espresso when it gets cold. <laughs> I, I love it. Whatever makes them happy. They're from the old country. They deserve respect. (laughs) (laughs) But everyone's just feeling good in LTC because they can take off their coats for a few months of the year and show off their knees and their new tattoos. Which might be why there isn't all that much explicit crime fighting needed at the moment. No one is destroying the Thornhill Saltwater Taffy Factory or forcing lookers-on to buy Painkiller Larson Super Celery Juice Tonic of Good Health Forever or stealing from banks by eating the entire vault door whole, not to mention the bullets, the guns, and the bodies of the security guards trying to stop them. Who, who, who that? This is, this is not happening. That, that's not happening. But, okay. And as you can imagine, Councilman Burdock is doing a victory lap, laying out on a lawn chair in Weston in a Don't Keep LTC Weird t-shirt that he had Rude. made by his, by his nephew, who has like a t-shirt printing business. 
But as you're all breaking out your short sleeve button downs and turning on the AC, a superhero's life is never ever normal, but you gotta try. Hey, let's check in with all, all of you guys. It's summer, baby. Hot stuff. Hot stuff. It's summer, baby. I'm wearing my summer jeans. Because <laughs> we never see Milo's <laughs> knees confirmed canon. Confirmed. Uh, I will say that we were too busy playing some regular ass people that now the LT3 are level 10. Whoa. <gasps> wow. Yay. Sorry, we usually use the entanglements to do this where we were having too much fun doing a totally different thing. Hey, Brando, what's new with the Circle of Spirits in Level 10? You know, we're all having a, a drum circle, having a good time, uh, doing our thing. You and the ghosts. Yep. I had got a few new cantrips. Nothing super cool. But the big thing I got was a ability called Audience with Death, hmm. which means I have advantage on saving throws. And when I do a saving throw, I get to ask a yes or no question with each throw. Of, on death saving throws. Oh, no. <laughs> yes, on oh death boy. saving throws. Correct. Yeah. Wow. And if I'm at zero HP and I'm healed or stabilized, I get to raise one of my stats by one by decreasing another stat Ooh. by one up to three times per character. Interesting. So Cool stuff. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And that was directly from uh, this thing I found on the internet called No Capes, I think <laughs> is how you pronounce it. Rude. So rude. <laughs> No cafes. Not one more. We have enough. Yeah, I wrote I wrote a thing <laughs> about how you, you shouldn't put cafes in your game. It's called No Cafes. <laughs> but it was really dope, I think. So everyone should probably go search it and find it and buy it. Yeah. If only it was on the Join the Party store, that would make it so much easier. Yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah. should think about that. Yeah. Hey, Amanda, what's going on with Multitool? What does a monk get at level 10? Got some hot monk shit called Purity of Body, which means that I'm immune to disease and poison. And I like to think that uh, Aggie has accidentally eaten enough tree sap in her <laughs> in her career uh, that is just really built up like a, a true kind of immunity there. I feel like Aggie's really into eating local honey before allergy season starts so that <laughs> no allergies afflict her whatsoever. Oh, hell yeah, Julia, you know it. There has to be a scene where you look around and there's another one looking and like you just shoot your hand like up 10 feet and grab honey right from behind. <laughs> Eric, I was picturing that exact scenario <laughs> where as as Aggie does her rounds of the same quadrants of Adirondack State Park um, that she knows where the beehives are and she'll just hold her hand up there for a few minutes just very slowly until some honey drips out organically and then, you know, licks it and goes on with her day. Yeah. Hey, let's pop over to Julia. Val, um, we've talked about this a little bit a while ago. So the thing that you have for your barbarian that you usually get at level 10 is actually what you get for your feet. It's the charger feet. So we decided to do something a little bit different. Yeah, it's technically level 9 because I took that one level in Sorcerer, baby. Oh, that's right. But we decided to take a skill set because I'm probably not going to take enough Sorcerer levels for us to actually get to this and me to use it. So we took something from the uh, Phoenix Soul Sorcerer, which is traditionally called Phoenix Spark, but we've rebranded it to Volcano Armor, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, if I'm reduced to zero hit points, I can use my reaction to make it so that I'm only reduced to one hit point and each creature within 10 feet of me takes fire damage equal to half my sorcery level plus my charisma modifier. Nice. Yeah. That's dope. I love it. It's a focus sash. It, it is, it's exactly a focus sash, yes. Uh, the nice part is if I'm also using my mantle of flame, it 
does the fire damage equal to my sorcerer level and double my charisma modifier? So like double bonus fire points. But if I use that, all of my sorcerer abilities become unavailable until after a long rest. Mm. Yes. Originally, this is like a real has some real Phoenix shit that like you can always just pop yourself back up. But I thought it was like a focus sash from Pokemon or it was like a Kevlar vest. You know, when you shoot a bulletproof vest, it only actually has one shot in it because of the fibers and stuff. So I like to imagine you have like a volcano magma bulletproof vest on underneath your shirt at all times. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's just part of my skin now. <laughs> my skin, it's all craggly. <laughs> I hope that your living girlfriend knows that. We'll find out. We'll find out. And that is an interesting question, which leads into something I wanted to clear up as we go into a new arc. Because of all the timey-wimeyness, who knows that each of you are superheroes? My mother. End of list. Great. Thank you. Apple and Zach Rose and my dad and Dr. Morrow and Multitool and Lucas. And also Lucas. Lucas and uh, Volcani strangely doesn't. Weird. <laughs> I don't know who you are. <laughs> Tuna's iffy. We don't know about Tuna. Yeah. Tuna doesn't think anyone has powers except for Tuna. Yeah. Did Multitool tell more people? No, I think it's still just Danny and Quinn, but. There's an overdue conversation with Tegan that I definitely need to have. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Well, I think that we should figure out what we've been doing over the last six weeks and what's been going on. We are in late June right now. Very similar to where we are when we're recording this. This is currently June 23rd, first day technically of summer. So just to give a little bit of the orientation, remember, Join the Loop happened May 1st, many, many times. May 2nd, happy birthday, Eric Silver. You all wrote in this Facebook wall. You mm -hmm. all remember that. Tegan went back to New York City, and everything that happened and joined the paper happened on May 3rd, which was a Sunday, and then May 4th were the layoffs. Oh, on a national holiday? Come wow. on. Is May 4th holiday? May the 4th, it was a Star Wars trip. Oh, no. I'm sorry, Brandon. It, yeah, I did not... Star, unfortunately, it was Star Wars Day, which wasn't even referenced in. They should have referenced that in the meeting that they were doing. Why didn't they, instead of the spring bullshit, they should have just. Yeah, it should, yeah. Have, been, it should have been, may the force be with you laid off. A lot, of, uh, a lot of drink specials at the bars nearby, though. Mm. 100%. And of course, that was reported on. Average Bear lays off 20 plus people, including veteran reporter Tegan Murphy, uh, Rose Gold. Some manager no one really knows, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Lost a time. Like, who, who can remember his name? I, I wouldn't be able to. Uh, no one tweeted. <laughs> no one tweeted to try to get that guy a job. Could be one manager. Could be 100 managers. No one knows. They're all the same. No one knows. And I think that Tegan was running out and texted Multitool, like, hey, can I stay at your place? I got laid off. Of course, Tegan has a place in Lake Town City, still still has that apartment that they were renting around the train station district as like semi-permanent housing, as we've talked about. There's a lot of like renters or people who come in just for business who who live in around that area. But Tegan definitely needed some comfort after getting laid off. Mm, sure they did. Ooh. Ooh. I, I wanna pose this to you, Amanda. Like what happened? Like, did, what did Multitool do? Like, what, what happened here? Yeah, I think Multitool met Tegan at their apartment. I think it was probably paid for by Average Bear. So it's like at the, you know, the end of, like, it was already May. The lease was probably paid up through, like, the end of that week or the end of the following week. Sure. Um, and then they would have to find somewhere new to be. 
But I think we probably just talked about the fucking injustice of uh, of those big companies. And Aggie is absolutely no frame of reference for private employment because she's worked for the state, like the, the Parks <laughs> Department of New York State uh, her whole life. And so she's like, yeah, I don't, uh, you know, I don't really can't really empathize with this. But, you know, I, I can I can sympathize. That sucks. Sure. I think Tegan has like use drizzly to get like a really good bottle of whiskey or ordered and i think i'm sure that you're like however much through it by that point i feel like after an hour or so of tegan just like laying all this out to you and being like i can't believe they laid me off they must they hated all the stuff that i did then they also laid off like a bunch of other people like random people like the ceo's assistant got laid off i i doesn't even make any sense there was like a, a manager who i never really talked to who also got laid off who's like trans department or cross platform i don't even remember remember his job i can't believe it It was so weird and all this happened and it's just like spilling out of them wow don't even mention your ex-girlfriend got fired i see how it is you pointedly left out (laughs) uh and tegan's like wait am i keeping you from like fighting crime because like i don't think i can have that on my conscience i know i i feel bad and i'd be alone i I know but i'm not telling you that i would be alone i just don't have any friends here which is also makes it worse i shouldn't tell you that i don't have any friends here i just are am i I, am i keeping you from like fighting villains like that's i shouldn't do that is that is that okay like do you have time no you're, you're you're not at all um i I'm glad to spend time with you. If I if I got a call, I, I would tell you, you know, I, I know that you wouldn't want me not to do my job. Um, but like you, you need me right now. And I, you know, I know we haven't talked a, a ton about me outside of my, you know, job. And, you know, you and I met because of yours. Sure. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm conscious that it's something that I'm very protective of. And, you know, I don't have a... I don't know. It's something that I very much did not want to bring into my life as a hero. And so the fact that we met um, in on the job, you know, right. I it seems like this is in this part of my life and that's in that part of my life. But I also want you to get to know me better. So I guess what I'm saying is I, I'm not sure if I'm ready yet to, yeah, you know, come come out. To not go on dates with you. <laughs> Been out my whole life, babe. That's not a. Whew. No one, I, no one thought I was straight. Um, that was oh, sorry. That was just a funny thing. No, no. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, still is half crying. It's like I thought that was a funny thing. I'm just saying. I, I don't know I why. Slide tissues closer. Um, yeah. But no, I, I just I didn't want to not not say it. And I, I guess I'm saying, you know, if if you can have some patience with me there, I, I'd appreciate it. But um, I will every every part of my life that is open to you is open to you. You know what I mean? Like I'll I'll never. Um, I'm not going to try to do my job less well to make you think I'm more available than I am. Like we're both, that's something I, I like about you a lot. You know, you're dedicated to what you do. And I know that wherever you do it next, you know, you're going to kick ass, uh, whether you keep writing yeah. about Lake town city and the super beat, or, you know, you do something else. I can't imagine you failing at anything. Thank you. Oh, that's really nice. I'm just, I'm so mad. I, I, this was not how I wanted this. This is not how I wanted this to go. I, I don't want the, like, good. I don't want your your mask to be, like, a consolation prize for my job. I, don't, I 100% don't want that. That is way more astute than I was thinking, but I'm, I'm quite <laughs> glad you agree. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, I don't want that. Um, but listen, you, people must be 
emailing you already that they want you to work for them. Like you, you, if you can, should take a vacation, hang out, you know, go, go off the grid or stay here and, and staycate, if that's a verb, in, in Lake Town City. See, I read all your pieces. I know your piece about the staycation. Yeah, n no, it's, I try, yeah. Staycations are actually better because there's no, you know, like death rays outside. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to shoot you with a death ray if you're inside. That's just, that's a rule. That's a real thing. That's that's true, but my point being, I I I know it's it's very acute and unexpected right now, but I you know, you're Tegan Murphy, like people are gonna want you to be on their masthead, right? I don't know. I can't. If like, I threw my phone out of the bullet train. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds really smart. I'm proud it's, of you. It's somewhere in Poughkeepsie. Sure. You know? <laughs> um. No, I, I'll try. Thank you. That's that's nice. And if you can just keep hanging out, that would be that would be great. I guess I'm Tegan Murphy and you're multi tool and I'm like Lois Lane, but like with pants on. I feel like Lois Lane was always wearing a dress, but I wear pants. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> yeah. She she um, never had a sick jacket like yours either. No, it's true. I never had a sick jacket. That and you're super stretchy man. And I like that. That's cute. Thanks. Can you say a bunch of other nice things about me? Of course. And then uh, Multi-Tool, who has been practicing for this day, <laughs> goes over the kind of constant litany of small things that she really likes about Tegan. Mm. Yeah, I, that was a really good way to, to deal with that. I, um, I, I think, yeah, it was neat. I'm all flustered now. I can't believe I did that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I think if Tegan was looking to take time off, Multi-tool could kind of like use Aggie's connections to to help them out. But like I said, I imagine there's lots of shit coming in for them. So No, I like that a lot. I think that Tegan would definitely take at least like two weeks to just like be in the middle of nowhere and you like don't hear from them for like five days and then you get like a text being like, I'm so bored. <laughs> I look at so many fish. It's the same fish. Yeah, no, I, I think the Adirondack State Park has like a writer's residency. Uh, Multi-tool text the link to Tegan and then Aggie strongly recommends that whoever's in charge of the application make sure that uh, they read Tegan's app. Hell yeah. So I think that for the rest of May, that's where Tegan is and you, you get intermittent texts from them and they'll probably finish sometime. Uh, finish through May. They came back in June. They're kind of still like they like re-rented that apartment and just to just to keep that going to keep all their stuff there. But yeah, I think that Tegan is still hanging around Lake Town City and Tegan still does not know a uh, secret identity of multi-tool. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Julia. Hey, what's up? Well, hey, what, what's Val been doing the last few weeks? Getting ready to move in with... Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Hitomi. Yeah. Probably, like, I'm thinking, like, their move-in dates, like, end of July, early August. But, like, prepping and, like, you know, picking out furniture to be delivered around that time, et cetera, et cetera. Cute. Hell yeah. I love that. I think it's just, like, your your entire apartment is awash in catalogs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hitomi likes having real catalogs because like you can't envision it when you're looking at a screen you got to envision it in an actual catalog and I know we spend so much time coding and looking at screens that like you know if I'm going to talk about my real life I'm going to deal with that I want someone to have taken the photograph and then have to lay it out in a magazine and like this is where my sneaker tower is going to be like mm -hmm. I need to know what the sneaker <laughs> tower is going to look like and uh, I very much just need to look at those look at the catalogs so like there's just catalogs Crate and Barrel Lanza and some, somehow, like so many different Ikea catalog, this, everything is all over your apartment. 
if you want, we can like make that one wall. I could take down this poster of of the brouhaha's and you can make it into like a real life Pinterest board. <laughs> mm, yes. It quick quickly like cork board goes up. Where like, did you get a cork board from? <laughs> I was waiting for you to do this. Uh ripping things out of the catalogs, pinning it up and everything. You know, um, color fidelity, it's much easier to to match color from a printed page to real life versus a digital screen. It's just not the same. Thank you, Aggie. Aggie said, Aggie, Aggie showed up like, hang out and look at furniture. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just through your window, it just pops up. Aggie, in fact, left the Land's End catalog. And then you guys are like, what am I going to buy from Land's End for my apartment? <laughs> He's like, oh, there's some blankets. The I pillows? Guess there are good, yeah. good blankets there. Um, yeah, and I think that Domi is like, yeah, so when do you want to, I guess we, I can move whenever. Um, there's nothing, everything, it's pretty slow. In the summer, like, people love taking off for, like, weeks at a time, being like, oh, I'm unplugging. But really, you're just, like, at home for, like, you're just at home and you don't want anyone to talk to you for, like, three weeks. But, like, yeah, everyone keeps taking, like, massive vacations. Do you want to, like, I don't know, is there, like, a time you do want to move, you don't want to move? Like, what? uh, I mean, my calendar is pretty free. I also (laughs) have a van to help us move because I'm a person (laughs) with a van. Yeah, I think I think Hatomi like kisses you hard and like God, I love someone with a van. Yeah, it's, it's a very sexy thing. <laughs> Incredible. Do you have? Did you put anything new on your like Amazon wish list? Oh yeah, I think Val's been using it to kind of curate things that they want for the new apartment. Like Hatomi's sure. physical Pinterest board, very useful, but also reminding themselves like, oh yeah, I actually would have to buy these things, and we can't just look at pretty pictures. For sure. I think that you get a package delivered that day. Oh? Of what? You get a massive box, and you look inside, and it is like a 42 set of containers. (laughs) Containers of, like, every single different shape and size. Are they the nice glass ones with the, like, suction clip on? Oh, you know it. The one where you, like, hit the button and it goes, whoop. Yep. Brandon, can you sound design a better a better sound for that? A better splash. Eric, there noise. is no better sound. Okay. That was perfect. Clip. <laughs> it, sound, it sounds like some ship bay doors closing. <laughs> and yeah, you get a massive package that has this massive uh, amount of containers in it. And there's a little note inside that says, "Glad you're getting. You're looking for new ones of this. I guess you're becoming more of an adult in front of my very eyes. What are you doing?" For Father's Day, come down. Yeah, I think I just text him and say, yeah, I'll be there. See you then. Wonderful. Yeah. Like a few weeks later. What? Hey, what's your summer outfit? What is Val's summer outfit? I think it's just the same outfit, but no sleeves. There's just no sleeves. Actually, I think Val has a like sleeveless leather vest version sure. of their mm-hmm. jacket. Sure, sure, like sure. it's still covered in spikes, but it exists. I love that. I wanted you to be very honest with me, Julia. Did Val rip it off of a different leather jacket? <laughs> no, I think they bought this one as a vest. Okay. Because you did Val try to do that and realize they couldn't do that? No, they could if they tried. I've lifted trees before. No, no, it looks bad <laughs> like you ripped off too much sleeve. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the the thing is you have to you have to like gently rip the seam first and then you can rip it off. Wonderful. Otherwise it just tears in the place you don't want it to tear from. Yeah. Otherwise, the jacket just tears completely in half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's happened. It's just physics, guys. <laughs> We're just talking about physics. Where does Val get their jackets from? I'm picturing like some grandma in like the garment district who gives you like cast offs in like a a smaller or buffer size than usual. 
Yeah, I think that there's definitely like a place in Little Italy that does like custom leather jackets. And then Val will get them kind of sewn or hemmed by someone like in the punk scene who is a little bit better at like making things a little bit more stylish because the grandma who runs the the leather jacket shop doesn't really understand what I'm going for. Um, yeah, there's a, a in Little Italy, one of the grandfathers who look like they're pure first baseman mitt has a tailor shop called Parisi's three-piece suits, in parentheses, and other numbers of suits. And then on the sign, like painted below it, was like suits and dresses and jackets and Uggs and pants. And all. That was <laughs> really important. And it just keeps adding on things that the Italian grandfather inside is able is able to do. It fully almost goes to the ground now. They're very concerned about what's going to happen when it hits the bottom. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's like someone's nephew is going to have to come and like re reshape, reshape everything. lower the sidewalk? That's the main question. Yeah. But then no one will be able to see it. Volcani, my grand, my, my grandfather, he needs someone to move the sidewalk for us. That's not how that works. <laughs> well, you can do it. You have super strength, right? Just change the sign. All right, I'll go talk to the mob. That's fine. <laughs> Aunt Min will fix it for me. Val just runs after him. Get back here. <laughs> I, I think there's a shot of Val on the bullet train. Like, shivering a little bit in the air conditioning. And then you are in New York City. Val's never uh, cold. Excuse you. Yeah, you're shivering, but you're doing it to fit in with everyone else. <laughs> Just so no one's suspicious. Yeah. If anyone asks, Val's like, I'm from Canada. Yeah. It's like, um, excuse me, you're you're steaming? Are you okay? I'm from Canada. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I love Timbley Tomblies. They're great. They're delicious. Mm-hmm. All right. Poutine. Okay, can I see your ticket? <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> okay, yeah, and I think that in New York City, you're there for Father's Day. I think your dad has has a, a nice house, like, in the outer boroughs, you know, like, all the way out. In, I guess we haven't really talked about this, but all the way out in Queens or, like, all the way out in the Bronx or maybe, like, even further out into Brooklyn on the water where, like, pretty where you can have, like, a regular-sized house. And, uh, like, you spend the time grilling, and your dad swats your hand away when you try to reach over to grab a hot dog. The kids, uh, Vendi, Vidi, and Vici, uh, I know this other name, but that's what your dad calls them, the other, (laughs) that have the three V names. Um, they're running around, they ask you a lot of questions about your tattoos and your leather jacket. They're like, in my head, they're like nine. Yeah. And they, they jump on you, and they make you play Nintendo Switch. And uh, your stepmom is just, like, around. Sure. <laughs> so he's just, like, around. Uh, but, uh, yeah, is there anything else you want to do in New York City? I know that we talked about this a little bit. I think I wanted to have Val, like, uh, gently question their father about whether or not he's seen an influx of truffle or mushroom trade coming in and who might be, you know, dealing in that kind of thing. Sure. Hell yeah. Why don't you give me an insight check? Hell yeah, dog. I'm going to give you advantage because it's your dad, but disadvantage because it's your dad. (laughs) I got a 13 plus four, so a 17. Great. Yeah. Why didn't you ask the question that you want to ask? And well, I think your dad is grilling. He's turning over hamburgers or some big, like really big Italian sausages and also some like peppers and onions and, uh, and corn and small regular hot dogs. All the like, he has a massive grill. 
there's sauce inside. It just hasn't been brought outside yet. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a whole pasta course and like a salad oh, yeah. and like an antipasto course as well inside. Oh, that's out before I got there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've already eaten through all of the little tiny mozzarella. Yeah, for sure. He has like mm. a custom, you know, a, a hot plate, but a cold version of that to keep the antipasto crisp. Yes. Ooh, like an anti-griddle like sort of situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. So I don't know if you heard about this new like health kick that's going on up in Lake Town City. It's all about this like mushrooms and vitamin M and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they, uh, I don't really give too much mind for that. I just, you know, if he's going to make me eat, if someone's going to be like, hey, stop eating that steak. And I'm like, no. And then they usually leave me alone uh, from that. But like, I eat enough vegetables and stuff. I don't take it. I've heard, I've heard of it. It's definitely, it's come down here. Yeah, and like the truffles and stuff that are really popular that they're shipping from LTC down here. Mm-hmm. I yeah. know a lot of Italian restaurants, very popular because it's easier to get than, you know, shipping it over from Sicily. Yeah, yeah. No, I've uh, I've I've heard that. I don't think it's, it's not, the, it's obviously not the same if it doesn't come over from... Uh... No, of course not. From the old country, it's, it's just not the same. I don't know what we're, what we're doing with that. And your dad, like, flips over a burger. <laughs> but, like, people like a cheaper alternative, you know? And I, I imagine that there's going to be a, a booming kind of business for that soon. Yeah. Um, listen, I understand. Uh, he looks around uh, looking to see if the kids are, are around. But they're inside watching... Um, Doc McStuffins. That's too young. They're too old. <laughs> they're too old. They're watching like Teen Titans Go. Yeah, they're watching Teen Titans Go. They're there and they're playing uh, Super Smash on the Switch. They're inside, and your dad looks around and says, "You know, um, I understand what you're getting at, Val, and you don't have to ask me things like that anymore. You're old enough that uh, you don't have to like, you don't have to worry about what I'm getting into or not getting into. But I'll, I'll just tell you. You don't have to dance around it. All right. We're not. They're. We're not." involved in that it's not a listen they uh i look around i go into gnc you know i'm getting a little older trying to keep my help my nutrition the stuff going in there i go into a gnc i'm trying to buy something there's like a whole package of vitamin m in in there it's just it's just distributed in there and i go and do um I go into a grocery. I go into a grocery store. I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, where's the gluten-free pasta rice? Are you okay, Dad? No, someone's always gluten-free. You have to have someone who's gluten <laughs> gluten-free. You have to have gluten-free things in the house. I'm looking in the gluten-free stuff. I'm looking in the in the healthy things. Like in the grocery store is vitamin M uh, powder. There's vitamin M powder on the on the on the shelves. So. Twenty dollars for like a little a little shaker thing is wild, but uh, the, I'm not I'm not touching that. That's not. I don't uh I don't subscribe to that whole the uh, self care self help sort of thing. That's not my that's not my my space. Now maybe if there was a if there was a a, a gun that shot a bunch of that in a row and it exploded and turned into fire, maybe that would be something I'm into. But no, <laughs> fair enough, Dad. Fair enough. Yeah. Do you know anyone who might be, you know, trading in that? Because I'm sure that these companies that are charging like twenty bucks for like a couple ounces of powdered mushroom might be looking to, you know, cut some costs on the the other side. You know what I mean? Interesting. Okay, your dad thinks about that for a second and says, you know, 
I don't know anyone specifically who's into those things. Mm. I think that, you know, uh, don't tell anyone I said this, but uh, we live in a capitalist society. Oh, and, fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, no, if we, we have to do what we got to do to make, make ends meet and things. So I'm sure that the people who are stretching that, it's what's, uh, it's what's in the can already. If you know what I'm saying. No, I don't know what you're saying. Dad, explain that to me. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, with a 17, I'll say that your dad is not lying to you. This sure. is straightforward. And your dad's saying that he is not involved in the underworld and the mob or the... the this is not a crime, right? It's not a crime to distribute these truffles. They're sure, just... I think Val is more like, is someone distributing them on the down low? Like, cutting corners through the FDA and stuff like that. Right. This is the thing your dad says. Your dad says, you know what's already not part of the, regulated by the FDA? Fucking supplements. Right? So, like, he, no one has to do that. It's like, it's already, when you're worried about who's cutting corners, it's probably the thing in the container in the first place is cutting corners. So, if you're talking about, like, the good shit, or I guess if we were talking about what you having literally the little nugs that you did in the that was in the test tube that you found with the night of mirrors the new york city mob is not affiliated with that and that also might not be what's in the shaker yeah like that might already be cut okay i think val just kind of ends the conversation with well if you hear anything about anyone uh peddling in something that's a little bit stronger than truffles and supplements you let me know okay absolutely i will definitely tell you all the things that I'm doing about all that. It's in, if you're interested. Are you being facetious to me, Dad? <laughs> I don't know. Take it or leave it. I'll see how all I right. feel later. It's Father's Day. Be nice to me. I'm being nice to you. I took a train and then a, and then an Uber. They don't even have the the moral lift here. The moral car. What do we call it? Yeah. More moral ride or whatever moral we call ride. it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they should. It's it's so expensive now. I don't know why it's more expensive. All right, kids. Food's on. Course four. Course four. <laughs> this is the sausages. Sausage yeah. and peps. You know the sausage course? <laughs> hey, it's Eric. Did you know you could get the ice cream bars that you get from the ice cream truck in your freezer section at the grocery store? Then you'll always have chocolate eclairs and strawberry shortcake at your fingertips all the time. And it won't look like a deformed SpongeBob unless you want it to. And then you can buy it for yourself. It's in your own freezer. Welcome to the mid-roll. I got myself some chip witches. Firstly, welcome to Kathleen and Sasha, who joined our Patreon last week. This show is made possible by all you incredible patrons out there, and we could not do it without you. If you got $5 a month and you want to support, join the party. You get access to all kinds of excellent bonus content and join the best place on the internet, our patron-only Discord, at patreon.com slash join the party pod. Be a part of the Patreon. Also, I don't know if you hear announcement bell. Woo, 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 woo. 
woo. See, that was me doing it with my mouth. I'm such a good dungeon master. I can just do a siren about announcing something. We're doing a digital live show next month. Join the party live three colon LTC Drift is a brand new one shot set in Lake Town City featuring Volcani Multitool and Kilanova on August 26th at 8 p.m. Eastern. Get your ticket now. It also includes a VOD copy of the show that you can watch afterwards. Whether you're attending live, catching up after, get your tickets at jointhepartypod.com slash live. That is August 26th, 8 p.m. Eastern or afterwards at that VOD, LTC Drift, Neon Lights, Drifting Mechanics, A Quarter Mile at a Time, Family, jointhepartypod.com slash live. I'm going to be there. Are you? Check out the other shows that are part of the Multitude Collective. I really think you'd like Spirits. I don't know if you've heard of these hosts, Julia and Amanda, maybe on the Join the Party podcast, but they have this other show called Spirits, a history and comedy podcast focused on everything folklore, mythology, and the occult told through the lens of feminism, queerness, and modern adulthood. Every week, mythology buff Julia and her childhood friend and very smart person Amanda get together to learn about a different story from mythology or folklore over drinks. That is everywhere from the mythological origins of Lord of the Rings and Wonder Woman to modern urban legends to a roundup of werewolf stories from around the world and tons of interviews with very exciting authors who were inspired by mythology, which I think is pretty neat. You can listen to any of the 250 Plus episodes they've released over the last five years. There is so much to enjoy. Dive in at spiritspodcast.com or search spirits wherever you download your podcasts. We are sponsored this week by Story Brewers, the creators of the tabletop RPG Good Society. I'm just going to say this for you clearly. All of y'all better listen. This is a tabletop RPG about Jane Austen Regency. Good Society is an award-winning Jane Austen tabletop RPG that seeks to capture the heart and countenance of Jane Austen's work. Play the type of characters that captured your imagination while you were reading Pride and Prejudice and tell your own Regency story with your friends. This game was sold out worldwide earlier this year. You can pre-order the second printing from their website at storybrewersroleplaying.com. We bought this book all the way back when it was on Kickstarter. It is incredible. It is so fun to play this out. Shout out Story Brewers. Shout out Good Society. We are also sponsored by Elixir, a new Prohibition-inspired fantasy story from Realm. Two women from opposing sides of a ban on magic unite to solve a mystery and end up falling into a forbidden love. Basically, it's Moulin Rouge, but about lesbians and magic and potions in a speakeasy. What's not to love? And it's from Realm, which collaborates with best-selling and award-winning writers, directors, artists, and actors to create expansive, diverse, and immersive shows. Learn more about Elixir at Realm.fm, and be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's Elixir, available at Realm.fm or your podcast app. And finally, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. When there are things you can't tell anyone or you feel like you can't unload to family and friends, you need to put it somewhere, and that's where therapy can come through. I'm not going to talk about the Bone Witch here. I know that I definitely could, but I think that some people feel like there is a level that you can talk to your friends and family before they 
like think you're too annoying and you can't tell them your problems anymore, which also might factor into like the anxiety about talking about it in the first place. And you need someone who's like paid to be there, who is like mandatory, has to listen to your problems. And that's where BetterHelp can help you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see someone on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you can gain from it. See if this is for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Join the Party listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Join the Party. That is B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Join the Party. And now, back to the show. Hey, Brando. So. It's me. What's going on with Milo over the last six weeks as things are getting things are getting hotter what is uh what does milo want to do i mean milo doesn't like to go outside during summer because he has very pale skin mm. is it is it from the ghost powers it was it was a pre-existing condition <laughs> 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 yeah i mean i think definitely because all of his friends are his friends you know and so they've been like kind of poking and prodding at what he can and cannot do and sure. what movie references they can make to what he can and cannot do mm-hmm. <laughs> and trying to get him to like make the stormtrooper in the bowling alley move and walk. Right. I think at one point Apple and Zach Rose are like on a, um, they're trying to stay inside because it's super hot. So they on like a 90s uh, movie binge. Ooh. And you got to start with the classic 1990 film, Flatliners. And that gave them a lot of ideas. <laughs> oh, no. With, <laughs> with Milo's powers. Yeah. So I guess Flatliners is like, and I am such a horror movie scared person. So let me know if this is the true thing. Flatliners is like a bunch of scientists try to put themselves into death to see what's happening in death and then like try to come back from it. To, like, learn things, and it's a horror movie, because death follows them. I would say sci-fi horror, but... Yeah, sci-fi horror. But it's med students, and one of... Some... There's an impetus for it. Someone has a, a near-death experience, and he... You know, they see something, and it's like, We gotta go back! We gotta <laughs> go back, Marty! <laughs> so I think um, Apple and Zach Rose approach Milo and be like, Hey, you do this? And they hold up the Flatliners DVD... Uh, because they still have DVDs. <laughs> yeah, of course they do. No Blu-ray. And for once in their lives, you know, that kind of sounds like a good idea, you know? Maybe learn a little bit more about himself. Maybe learn a little bit more about the extra-dimensional plane, you know? What? Hell yeah. <laughs> this is a buck-wild decision you're choosing to make here. Go I on. think Apple and Zach Rose are also like, they look at each other and Apple's like, What? <laughs> Zach Rose is like, we didn't, we didn't think he would actually, we didn't think he would actually do this. What? Can you do, is this a thing you can do? I have a rule that once in every 10 asks you make of me, I have to do. So this is number 10. Don't, do not make this our responsibility. We, if you want to do this, we, if you want to do this, that's fine. Not us. So he's not going to put his friends in danger, obviously. But he's got to find someone who has sort of healing powers or can stop him or bring him back. Uh, So I think he's obviously going to text his colleagues in arms and probably January and maybe Dr. Morrow to see if Dr. Morrow has any scientific uh, interests in such an endeavor. Dr. Dr. Morrow immediately texts back and says, yes, 
Let me bring a camera. <laughs> and now this has become Milo's bonding activity with Dr. Morrow. Oh, good. <laughs> I want to watch you die and come back. Hell yeah. Maybe we could do it in her lab if she has any kind of health and safety support mechanisms. I trust Des the most yeah. for this. Yeah, Dr. Morrow says that you could totally do it in the lab. I think you definitely should so that I, I can observe you. And then January's like, and also to like support you and make sure everything's going okay and uh, all this stuff. Doctor's like, oh no, it's fine. He's definitely going to take care of it. He's the ghost, ghost scientist. He's a ghost and a scientist. It's perfect. Exactly what we need. Ghost and test. A ghost and test. Yeah. So Dr. Morrow says, yeah, well, we have plenty. We have medical, uh, medical things here. I think that we might have. Uh, you know, like a defibrillator around just in, just in case. Um, but we don't know. We don't have anything that will necessarily like heal you specifically. I think this is when I DM Eric comes in here and like, we, if you want to do this, I would say that you would have to figure out a way to get yourself down to zero HP and then bring yourself back up. And let's talk about death mechanics a little bit here. So you can get stabilized from medicine. Like a, someone can do medicine checks on you to stabilize you, and then you're passed out, and then you can do this long rest, and you can come back. Or you can get someone to heal you, do spare the dying the, as that spell, or you can get someone to heal you, bring you back up to one HP. Uh, Brandon, I will give you this opportunity here. If you're looking into this, and I think that maybe if you were looking into this before you started getting people involved, do you want to try to find someone else to help you? Yeah. I think it would be an interesting opportunity also as a player to like investigate, put some feelers out, try to find some other super powered folks in the area that aren't part of the upcountry keepers. Hell yeah. Maybe see if um, the Night of Mirrors has some buddies or something. For sure. Yeah. Why don't you do an investigation role for me? And I'll give you advantage if you the Night of Mirrors is helping you. I got six and a three. Okay. Six. <laughs> oh, Brando. <laughs> you go out in like the middle of the night into like a warehouse and you see the Knight of Mirrors is like streaking by. <laughs> you like wave them down and the Knight of Mirrors is like, what do you want? Um, do you, uh, do you, um, do you want to do something super cool and dangerous? Always. Please be more specific. <laughs> Have you seen the 1990s cult classic Flatliners? Yeah, of course. You know, there are med, med students, sci-fi, horror, love it. I'm pretty much living in a sci-fi movie right now. It's, it's 100% my shit, yeah. That's true. And then Milo just kind of like puts his arms up and is like, eh? eh? Do you think, and I don't think you have been paying attention, so I'm saying this with a grain of salt, do you think I have healing powers? <laughs> <laughs> I do not. I just thought you might have some friends, you know? Interesting. Or maybe heard some rumors around town about other powered folk. A six is so low (laughs) (laughs) that I think the Knight of Mirrors says, Listen, I have heard some things, but I feel like I'd be a little remiss to say I think it's not actually real. I heard that uh, there's an insurance office (gasps) in Weston where the guy well not really a guy the person living the not even a person the thing the entity working there might be able to help you out maybe as simpatico 
powers to you, Dan. Hmm. Okay. 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 Seeing as how I've never done my taxes or seen an accountant, which direction might I go in? <laughs> Wonderful. I think there's a little, like, editor's note block at the bottom of this panel of this comic that, that's currently happening, Milo talking to the Night of Mirrors. With, like, a chibi representation of the author. <laughs> yeah, it's a, there's, a, there's a little chibi Eric face. <laughs> Glasses and a, and a beard. And it's like, editor's note, hey, eagle-eyed listeners might re- recognize this as the actuary. The actuary who uh, Milo has interacted with in an entanglement, but uh, it was actually someone playing a prank as the actuary. But you might also recognize the actuary from uh, the Join the Party live show Fantasy Party, where there is actually a harbinger of death working at an insurance agency in Weston. And that's where, who we're referring to. And also, uh, Milo would know and would have remembered this because the actuary also gave Milo a boon during that live show. Uh, you can also read more about the actuary in uh, Hello, Lakedown City. Mm. Yeah. So that, that's the lead that the animators gives you is uh, you can go talk to the actuary in, in Weston if you'd like to. Who <laughs> works at an insurance office in a strip mall near a 7-Eleven that for some reason makes much bigger slushies than every other place. Cool. Oh, I do know that one. Thank you for that reference, boys. There you go. So I think Miles is going to go back home and sort of like get all the accoutrement that he thinks he might need. You know, blankets, a tarp. Who can say? <laughs> I'm going to text my colleagues and say, or drop a pin and give them the address and say like, and we're not doing taxes. Winky face. That just goes, I don't know what that means. What? Insurance is very different to taxes. You guys pay taxes? And we're not doing insurance claims. You, Valid, you don't pay taxes? On what? Everything I do is a cash business. Oh, wow. <laughs> Incredible. Milo, you get a text message from an unknown number. I don't know if Milo keeps his phone on light mode or dark mode. Definitely dark mode. Definitely dark mode. Um, It seems like your phone has shifted to even darker mode. <laughs> like everything is now black. Like, and there's just like very faint white outlines around like text messages and everything. Like it's like black on even black on black and like very small white outlines. And you get a text message that says, Messenger of the spirits. Mm. Have you summoned me? Do you need to make an appointment? At the insurance office, because it's not business hours now, so you can just call me on my direct line that we have connected through our spirit portals. What do you need me for, messenger of darkness and death? Milo text back. What up? <laughs> Could you be more specific, child? <laughs> and then he types... Have you seen the 1990s cult classic film Flatliners? Of course, I am versed in all media that has to do with the portrayal of death in popular culture. Right, yeah, you are probably there for the filming of that, actually, yeah. I was brought on as a consultant, but they weren't aware. That makes sense. I, I came to Joel Schumacher's dreams, and I told him what was real and what wasn't. <laughs> you wanna, you wanna uh, do some, you know... Maybe make a remake? I think there's a moment and another moment, and there's, like, the texting. You're, like, someone's texting back, and it goes on for, like, a minute or two minutes, and then the text message says, Good. 
It is time for you to reconnect from where whence you came from, and where we all come from. But you live in between those worlds, and you deserve to go home. Well, Temporarily, right? That is not my decision, ultimately. <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> Let's, we speed forward. We fib a few pages of the comic book. We are now back at Dr. Morrow's lab. Uh, January and Dez is set up. January is like hopping around very quickly, nervous. Dez is setting up all of the proper things that need to happen. I think Val and Aggie are also there in the lab. I think Aggie and Val have their heads bent very close together, and Aggie's like, and and then I said to her like I'm not um, I'm not ready to uh, to kind of show you that part of my life. That doesn't mean that I I don't want to acknowledge that like it's there. And like I think one day you know, but like I I just you know I I value them so much, and like it's sure. it's not a thing that I ever wanted to intersect with my with my public identity. And so it's just like uh, I hope it was okay. I'm sure it was fine. I'm sure that they like appreciated that you were there for them in the moment. You know. But I, I, like at some point you're gonna have to deal with, and like you know, I I know that I take it with a grain of salt because I haven't come out to my girlfriend about this either. But you know, because you are in a relationship as your public identity or your superhero public identity, that's gonna make things hard to like you know go on dates or like consider moving in together. I mean, maybe we 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 go on a date all of us together, and then it's like, hey. Oops, I I came as Aggie and you came as Volcani and it's it's like oh no and then and then everyone knows. All right, who wants to die? <laughs> and I think behind Milo as Milo walks in, on first glance you'd see a six foot tall, what looks like a man, short hair, gray flannel suit, black shoes black tie, very stark white shirt, walking slowly behind uh, Milo. And then if you look a little closer, though, and you try to, like, get a bead on, on, on this figure's face, you can't hold it. You think you see the outline of some eyes, maybe, like, uh, a slash of red where a mouth would be. But you can't, like, remember the face necessarily. But you know the face is there. And by the jovial Milo is like, Greetings all. I am the actuary. I actually know when you're all going to die. But I won't tell you. It's not soon. Or is it? I've said too much. Like statistically or individually? Statistically, thank okay, you. Okay, that's you an want... important distinction. I, I just, Oh, okay, you know. yeah. If it's just statistically Ooh. when I'm going to die, that's fine. If you knew it, the actual like physical time, then I would be like, how much money do you want for that information? <laughs> You'd want to know? That's a big difference. No, I would not. I am, I am not going to share it. Money means nothing to me when you live upon the mortal coil as if it's a, a small spring springing between life and death. People Always pay moving. you to do their taxes. No, that's not what I do. <laughs> Why do you think I do taxes? Yes. No. Wait, you don't do taxes? I'm an actuary, not an insurance, not accounting. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Are those, those different? Are different things? <laughs> they are. <laughs> 
Aggie has her head, like, deeply in her hands, having talked <laughs> all of her siblings through the fact that you do need, in fact, to pay taxes if you live in Berlin, Erin. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Morrow has, like, a camcorder, <laughs> like a handheld camcorder up, <laughs> and is like, oh, I love this science. I love my job. You know, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Oh, all right, let's God. kill Milo. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Uh, uh, hang on, Brandon, is this your way of telling us that you're quitting the show? <laughs> <laughs> the actual, I think the actuary goes up into the house and then, like, very quickly moves a overstuffed chair into the middle of the lab. It's almost like the chair has been, is gliding necessarily. There's, like, no friction helping, uh, helping it move, like... Our messenger of death should be comfortable when he moves on to the other plane to go home. Sit, child. Oh, thanks. And Milo takes a seat. I mean, you you really do keep saying go home, and I just I I would love to know kind of what our what our plan is for getting Milo back uh, here. Like, I huh? Well, if. You know, if you, if math, I think of things mathematically, of course, but if you imagine your life force to be, you know, like uh, hit points, maybe in a game <laughs> of some sort. Like a video game, re- yeah. Uh, in, a vi- in a video game, of course, uh, or any of the games of war and violence and fun and glory that we Sir, played please. over. <laughs> Thousands of years, as I said, thousands of years in our society. I can reduce them down to his uh, zero hit points and then bring him back to one at will. However, I am only a vestige of the power of death itself, much as uh, our good our good messenger Milo is here as well. I will do my best to bring him back, but ultimately it is his decision. Yeah, I mean, I I made that decision like four days ago. Cool. Is that... We're good? Of course. Milo, just cool. remember you have things to live for, and also, like, I I'm don't know. I'm not gonna die. It's fu- I mean, I'm gonna die, but I'm gonna come back. It's gonna be okay. great. Okay, he just made it seem like you could... You, it might be really nice in death, and you might choose to stay there. I mean, yeah, I have, like, friends, and a good job, and, uh, have you ever had a Timbley Tomboy before? They're making another Indiana Jones movie, so, like, you gotta be around exactly. for that. Exactly. Alright, cool. I can't see that if I'm dead. I want to be more clear that this is as if Milo is going on a vacation and then he realizes that the place where he goes on vacation is super cool and neat yeah, and he see, wants to stay in that place. He's making death not, seem very cool. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's fine. It, it, it will be fine. Oh, I hate <laughs> that. Okay, is everyone to get started? I want to make sure everyone here is calm and safe and ready. Just don't. Honestly, I, I have to say this to all people who walk into an insurance office, but don't freak out. Please. I, I will do my best. I am trained in CPR. I, I hate every part of this. Uh, here we are. I have never been calm or safe in my life, but I can I can keep it together for this. <laughs> Doctor Doctor Morrow says I have forty five minutes of battery. Let's get it going. <laughs> and right, I think the actuary puts their hands on Milo's shoulders. And before we do this, am I more of a Kiefer Sutherland or like a Kevin Bacon? Do you think I need to know which do, role? Do you do you need to know Kiefer Sutherland? Let's go. 
I feel like you're being very cavalier about this entire situation. <laughs> uh, and the actuary puts two hand, one hand on each of your shoulders, and you feel kind of like the your energy is kind of like slipping to your feet, like it's coming out of your head, and then it's moving slowly out of your out of your chest and down your legs and into your feet, and it's like you're sliding into maybe like a chilly bath a little bit. Or you're lowering yourself into a swimming pool that's a little too cold, mm. uh, but then your your body finally gets used to it. I think that from the outside, you see the actuary is has their hands on Milo's shoulders, and Milo just looks like he's taking like a really nice snooze. His mouth is open a little bit, and he's drooling. And uh, January says, "Wow, he's he looks almost peaceful. <laughs> oh, he's drooling a little bit. I should get that." <laughs> and Dr. Morrow's like, oh man, this is amazing. I can do this. Like, this is this is great. And you know, maybe if I if I study this enough, then like well, I could maybe I can make something that would help people bring them back uh, when they're on the edge as like an emergency uh, uh safety thing or something. Like I and she starts like pulling out papers and starts like sketching things. They're like schematics for a new invention. It would like bring someone back, give someone like zero to one health or, or something like that. Mm. Um, do you think this would be cool? Would this be cool? Would you like this? That would yes, that would be great. Aggie is like frozen, just staring at at her shoes. Okay, I'd do it. Listen, I, I'm just trying to like do better things for other people. You know, like I'm just like anything that I've taken through my ideas and my thoughts here is like as I can I can like make it happen for others, and I, I just really want to do that. I think that the people of Lake Town City need to know that like I'm doing something that's worthwhile, and that like they can trust in me, and I'm gonna like make this stuff, and it's gonna be great. Oh yeah, we gotta talk to you about that. Yeah, this might not be exactly the time to have this conversation, but I mean, <laughs> I I have not forgotten that uh, like six or seven weeks ago there was a museum f- uh, gallery exhibit filled with like detrius that you did not dispose of that ended up like a really harming a person. Not to mention very bad PR for the whole team. What? I <laughs> and like I've been thinking about this. Obviously, you have not been thinking about this. And like, I mean, no disrespect. I mean, maybe some of it. That's really. I know it's like a harsh thing for me to say. Maybe some disrespect intended. But like, uh, someone has to be responsible for. Uh, cleaning up the the many, many dangerous artifacts that you've apparently just let go back into the world. And so I don't know if like a buyback program or an amnesty program are the right templates here, but uh, we need to find some way to collect this kind of stuff so that the Byron Zorns and Emily Slaughters of the world, you know, are not um, buying them, thinking that they're harmless and putting them into private collections that could then very, really, really harm people. So that's the thing I've been thinking about. And uh, if you're not going to deal with it, then then I, I will. So there. Sorry. Yeah, so just because you're famous, Dr. Morrow, doesn't mean your trash is safe. <laughs> yeah. Very well put, Val. Wow. We should have we should have talked about how we're going to break that. Uh, no, you did a job. great job, I feel like. Thank uh, you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we need to get your unsafe trash off the streets. I mean, to be honest, I just truly do not have the time to organize something like that. But if, you know, if Aggie, if you would like to take care of that, that would be wonderful. It sounds like your idea. Just run with it. Just go, go ahead. Do that. I mean, why don't you give me money and I'll, and like, into oh, yeah, the... yeah, 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 yeah. Talk to January and January has my checkbook and yeah, that's fine. Okay. January, you have her checkbook? Can we, can we get more money for stuff? <laughs> uh, yeah, she shouldn't have told that. It, it, it has the Muppets on it. It's a Muppet That's checkbook. Very funny. Can we can we get paid like a salary for being superheroes? Maybe I don't know. What are you talking about? You you 
It, it goes in your, right into your accounts. I've been, you've had direct deposit for a year now. What? How much? <laughs> <laughs> How do you not... Re- a decent, a decent amount. You're on, you're on Doctor, you're on Moral Corp payroll. What do you get? I don't even know my bank account information. How did you guys get my bank account information? That feels like a conversation you should be having with yourself. I cannot help you. <laughs> All of my that. businesses are in cash. <laughs> we we set one up for you. We asked you for it, and you said and you said that exact thing, and then we set up an account, so we'll give you access to that. I would like access to the account that apparently I have money in. Yes, thank you. Cannot stress this enough, Val. You do have to pay taxes on that money. Well, that money, yeah, because that's not cash. (laughs) I also want everyone to know I can't do your taxes. I want to be very clear as we're having this conversation here. Why not? (laughs) So wait. It's not my job. Not my job. (laughs) Um, Okay. Now that we've had this conversation while Milo's dead on the chair. Yeah, I know. I mean, do we have, how long is this going to take? What what do we what do we expect, Mr. Faceless Death? A few minutes, but possibly longer if the return trip is Well, there's an ancient Phoenician <laughs> word for it. I have to translate it. Bumpy. Oh. <laughs> Aggie's head drops back into her hands. Yeah. Val just rubs her shoulders. Yeah. It'll be okay. <laughs> Let's pop back to Milo. You've entered into this pool. It's a little chilly. And it looks like, I guess, you're you're riding in an elevator. Like, all of a sudden, you're in an elevator. And I think it's like, this isn't like an old-timey elevator where there's a great, or it's not even like a fancy new elevator where there's like, a screen with advertisements that tells you the weather. This is just like you're in a box going somewhere and the door, there's like metal doors are closed in front of you and you feel yourself moving in no particular direction. You feel yourself moving slowly in that way because it's not down. I want to emphasize it's not down. You're just moving. And I think that at that moment you realize that Tuna is on your shoulder and Tuna says, mm, where are we going? Oh, hey, Tuna, we're dead. I, who, you can't just say we, you can't, is that like when you say we, like we're going to take a bath, but you mean me? <laughs> you, you count onto that? Like you get that? I thought that was a little bit too nuanced of grammar for a cat. No, you say we when you mean me, so you take responsibility away from yourself and you try to make it simpler for me. So where? So am I dead? I've been dead. I knew that. Yeah, you've been dead, but I'm I'm in your plane now. This is your this is your realm. Mm, okay. Thanks for the invite. Thanks. I appreciate that. Um, I guess your first time. Do you want any? You need any recommendations? Yeah. Uh, if you have any good restaurant recs or any like cool museums, and also like if you could tell me like, you know, how to figure out the basis of my powers and like where they come from and the meaning of life would be cool if you have that and also like remember when you got disconnected from me a while back like you could help me figure out why I felt you know suddenly weaker because of that mm, yeah I think we can figure that out I know someone who knows better um I mean we'll we'll talk we'll talk to them it's fine burgers if there's burgers I would like a burger I don't know if there's burgers in hell I'll look into it. <laughs> and that's when the doors open 
and you're back in this uh, space with all of the shag carpeting. I don't know if you remember this, but you saw this once before, right at the end of the first arc when you put, when you went down to zero hit points because of the Ma mech. It's like there's nothingness everywhere except for just like tons and tons of shag carpeting in all directions of that like dark, you know, dark 70s orange. And standing in front of you is a incredibly dark robed hooded figure like the the traditional looking grim reaper with their incredibly dark black on black robes there you don't see any skeleton hands and there's no scythe necessarily but like it looms there like as we said the like scary demon exorcism aura that's there and as the doors open they go ding you hear in like the the scary demon voice but like come forward and meet your face Hello. <laughs> I walk forward. A little bit closer, I can't see you that well. I walk two steps forward more. You can come closer, don't worry. And then... <coughs> mm, sorry, i sorry, I couldn't hear you that well. I don't know why... Oh, this hood is on me. And you push the hood back. And it looks like, and you realize that the the robes they're wearing are actually just kind of like a black bathrobe, like a comfy, like a comfy <laughs> laying around bathrobe. And as they throw the hood back, you see that it has the black furred face of a jackal. And you are looking at Anubis, okay. god of death. Oh, hey, I know you. Anubis, right? Mm, yeah. Everyone thinks that, like, their own respective way of dying is, um, the truth. The thing is, but actually, this is the only way that people die. They come see me. Uh, I'm, this is the, the real, this is what happens when you die, is you come and you see me. That's great to know. I, I can, when I get back up top there, I can, uh, or when I get back, I can, um, I can let people know. Mm, yeah, I mean, they won't believe you, but you can try. Oh my god, Tuna, it's been so long. And Tuna's like, mm, yeah, I know, thanks for letting me stay at your place for a little while. Tuna, you knew this? <laughs> well, no, Tuna hops off your, your shoulder and says, mm, yeah, when we got separated by those terrible YouTubers, I kind of stayed at Anubis's place for a little while. And you didn't think that was a worthwhile thing to tell me? I actually couldn't remember until I got right here, so I wasn't actually keeping it from you and fucking with you, I promise. Hmm. We are going to have a talk and a bath later. No! <laughs> and that's both from Anubis and Tuna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. You probably didn't recognize me. And I think Anubis claps twice. <laughs> and, like, from the ground, from the shag carpet, rise the scales of Anubis. Obviously, it's like, yeah, you weigh all the bad things that you've done in your life against the uh, the feather of Mott, which I learned from Spirits. Great podcast. And there's like a little feather there. And then both like Anubis and Tuna like go over the feather and like paw at it a little, little bit. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and it like floats around a little bit. And then Anubis says, so what are you doing here? What uh, What's going on? What do you need? Uh, love the carpet, by the way. Um, great choices. Thanks. It feels um, really nice on my paws. Yeah, I can imagine that. I'm not really here to, like, like, it's not the end, you know? Like, I don't need to necessarily weigh my stuff here unless you really want to just let me know in advance, like, where I'm, where I'm at, where the balance is, you know? Yeah, I could tell you, um, I could, I could definitely tell you, you should worry less about 
torrenting programs. That's actually not a bad thing. It's more of a net neutral. Oh, that's actually great to know. Thank you. I'm going to tell everyone when I get back about that. You'll forget that one. Don't tell everyone that. <laughs> um, but mostly I was just wondering, like, what this is. You know, Milo gestures towards his chest ghost portal thing and to Tuna. My parents got hit by a Dr. Morrow energy thing. I don't really understand the details of it, but then I was born. And uh, now I can do these things. And Milo does a little, like, magic card trick. (laughs) Yeah, I think that the ghost hand, which has been rerouted onto your other arm, like, with the um, phantasma duct, like, is now, like, slips back out of the phantasma duct and then, like, does sleight of hand with a coin, like, coming out of your chest. I can do much better things, bigger things than that. It's just, I just thought that would be fun. Yeah, and the phantasmal hand uh, waves at, at Anubis. Oh, so you two know each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all know each other really well. It's a lot of, you know, you know, you, everyone knows someone. It's a lot of, like, death geography. You know, like, you kind of, someone's cousin died and who then died and moved over, went on the River Sticks and all of that. It's, it's one of those things. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things that uh, you have a direct connection to what all of this is. Think about, it's like someone has laid down the same carpet here that they have in the middle of your chest, and I just think that's pretty good and neat. I think the real problem here is, as Anubis licks their paw from underneath the black bathrobe, he says, I think the real problem is that like you and Tuna just don't no longer have a connection. And it has been severed from what happened with the Bones body and the YouTubers, and I think that that's something that you need to do to connect with each other. Is it like a thing where we have to like talk it out and and figure it out, or is it like a like something that I can just get, like, to the metaphorical vet, you know, down here, just have it fixed? Yeah, I think that you need a you you definitely need to talk it out a little bit, and uh, I mean we can we can I can make sure that it it works in the way, but if you, you two don't connect, you can't get closer and reestablish the connection between your spirit guide and the spirit uh, portal itself. Yeah, that was the worst case scenario. Uh, <laughs> okay, I guess um, I'll get some more other good treats or whatever and we'll have a sit down. Oh, no, I, unfortunately, now that you're down here, we're going to have to do it in our, our own place. Anubis claps their hands twice again, and then you find yourself, you're actually in the scales. You look around, and it's just like this wrought black iron around you. And right now, it's very, it's even. And you're looking out on another scale that has Tuna just like laid down on their back, on Tuna's back, just like in the other scale. It's like, this will determine whether or not your relationship is actually equal, and you'll be able to get closer with each other in this way. And... Unfortunately, if it doesn't work, then you might be able to get guided back towards the living world. It's actually quite high stakes when you think about it. Yeah, I, I can see that. Um, uh, Tuna, um, I'm sorry for giving you a bath when all I wanted was for you to stop meowing. Um... You admit it, you did do it on purpose because I wanted you to play Rocket League with me. 
You can't play Rocket League. I'm very think good you at can. Rocket League. You think you are good at Rocket League. You're good for a cat. Thank <laughs> you. That was almost a compliment. Brandon, I want you to make a charisma a charisma roll for me. <laughs> I notoriously good at skill. Well, Eric, my friend, what does this say? <gasps> oh, it's a nat 20? Are you serious? What? It's a natural 20. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my Anubis. <laughs> <laughs> um you see Tuna wiggle to the other side of the of the scales and Tuna says, mm, I just want you to you have to realize that we're not just like a pet and a person. I mean, I was Hank's pet and he loved me dearly, but we have to meet each other somewhere a little bit closer than just like you pick up my poop and I meow at you. Like I'm here to help and you can't just like throw me into dangerous situations where I maybe something might happen. You know, it's fair. Um, to be to be honest, like you know, uh, I I didn't I didn't know my actual parents, so like it was kind of like the trio of us. You know, it's it's dad and and tuna, and we were we were a thing. And I know that like it's weird that it's you and me stuck together in this way, and not you and dad. But um, I am glad that you're still with me i'm glad that we get to do this together it's fun we get to hang out and that's nice and i would have to stay at home all the other cat spirits are just like in the pet cemetery <laughs> that's also real stephen king's pet cemetery is also real <laughs> oh no <laughs> anubis says yeah that's real i approve that oh no Sorry, that was bad. Um, Brandon, make a uh, death saving throw with advantage for me. Is it just um, ten or more? Is it? Yeah, death saving throw is ten or more. You already get you get advantage because you get advantage on death saving throws when you're talking to death. So you already do that. So you all need you just need to beat a five. Oh, wonderful! So you get advantage and you get to beat a five. And I don't add anything to those, right? It's just straight no, up, straight up. Well, one I got a not twenty, and the other I got a three. So. Jesus Christ. Seriously? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Two nat 20s in a row? It wasn't the same dice either. Jeez. Oh okay. I think that that's what Anubis says. Like, mm, okay, it seems like you guys are pretty well connected. <laughs> I don't actually have to do all that much. I felt like a lot more dire when you were dealing with it. So you humans, they just don't deal with their, their shit, really. And I think that that's the real flaw of humans, is that you could actually just do, like, one really small thing and fix everything. Um... But like, yeah, if you have a question, I could, I, Anubis claps their hands once again and you and Tuna are back, are back oh on God. the, are back on the beautiful shag carpet. Thank you. Don't, no, absolutely, no problem. Uh, well, yeah, if there's anything I can do for you, do you have any questions that, that you, that you have? And, uh, Brandon, because you rolled that nat 20 again, if you want, when you ask your question, it should still be yes or no. However, Anubis will give you a sentence of elaboration. Oh, cool. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have so, so many questions. Um, God, uh, where do we go after, after we get weighed? Um, is it bad that I have this connection? Is there a way to make it stronger? Um, can you like see the future or are you just more, more like just 
when folks die, they come to you? You know how sometimes... That wasn't my question. That was, to be clear, that wasn't my question. Uh, we're, I'm not... We're not... Tri- we don't do tricks here. Okay. You know how when someone pretends to be clairvoyant or have the sight, and by actually just reading people really well, they're actually able to tell the future in some ways, or at least make people believe that? Well, I see literally every single person who's ever died come through here, and I have a pretty good understanding of the human experience. So I can tell you what I think is going to happen, and I'll probably be correct in that way. At least my predictions might be pretty good. I'm like a friend who, like, really you can come to (laughs) that is able to help. Okay. Um, uh, Unrelated, should I be, like, worshipping you? No, don't. <laughs> okay. it's, it's more like it just gets all complicated. Again, don't help. I mean, don't help. If you want to try to tell people that, that I'm what's there at the end of the rainbow, they won't. They won't. Uh, they won't believe you anyway. So, like, it's you know, that's just like a comfort you can have for yourself. Hmm. Are my birth parents alive? I will ask a follow-up question because you were so willing of a thing. Do you really want to know? Yeah, I I think I do. I think uh, knowing is always better than not. The answer to that is yes. Though, they might not be what you were anticipating. Duh. Okay, well, I guess that that's it. Thank you so much for coming. I know I'm a little nonchalant about this, but I am truly in awe. You are wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I uh, I don't worship you, but I am forever thankful. And um, when I come back down here next, we we good? Yeah, just, like, try. I feel like you have more time to spend up there. So, like, you know, help yourself, help others. Got it. If this was a video game and, like, Life Force was interpreted as zero, you know, HP, that's kind of the thing that we do. Um, you know, use some healing spells is why. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, and just a, another quick question. Like, Hank is the best human on the planet, so, like, he's good, too. I'm sorry. You would only ask one question. Oh, oh no. Fuck. The scales, they're tipping out of the way. I would stop asking Anubis questions ever. Anubis really nicely told you to leave. Oh, no. <laughs> but I think that Tuna hops in your arms and, like, snuggles real good. So, Milo, let's go home. I'm tired. All right, bud. Let's go. And I'm going to step back into the elevator. Yeah. And the elevator once again closes around you. And Brandon, as Milo is standing in the elevator with Tuna curled up, you feel connected to Tuna in a way that you haven't in a very, very long time. Maybe since you were a little kid and you weren't crime-fighting with Tuna before, and your HP is back to 100%. Oh, hell yeah! And next time, also, Brandon, you can do that plus one up stat, plus one down stat. And also, uh, I'll clarify this in no capes when I do a a version two and fix the errata. You can do up one modifier and down one modifier. Oh, cool, okay. Yes. And you feel yourself moving 
moving back. And I think that you really get the reverse sense. You are like coming out of a cold pool and you're like, mm, I'm like cold and warm at the same time. You're like a, a burrito that's being microwaved and like one part of you <laughs> is hot, but the other part is cold. And I think back on the outside, Dr. Morrow is still like, I have like five minutes left in this camcorder. I really hope what happens happens. And in January is just like, I'll send you the funds if you just give me the invoices. I have like an entire spring like system for this like we have a we have like a a portal that you can enter things on like it's fine you want to i mean do we want to throw a gala do should it be a party are we raising money what are we thinking i do love parties i just feel like some kind of community engagement in the fundraising will also make the community feel invested in the outcome you know and like and like telling the people all about the program is, is kind of the point of it so it could be good kind of dual like marketing fundraising you know what i mean yeah we do like some superhero stuff like make you know you guys like it won't be like a silent auction for a date with you that's like what was this? A, a rom-com in 1995? Unless no. you want to do that, Aggie, that'd be a good setup for you yeah. and Tegan. Unless, unless you want to do that, huh, Val? Unless you want to do that, huh? <laughs> Both of you get hit on the on the head by January, who, who is curled up like a magazine. Is like, no, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, well, that well, that happens. The actuary has has their hands on Milo's shoulders and then like all of a sudden Milo you're back you're like waking up from an incredibly deep nap and you have like a little bit of drool on one side of your face and the actuary like throws her hands up and said like messenger how was it did did Anubis say say anything to me Anubis Anubis uh not to you I forgot to ask that's my bad I'm sorry I will in the future wow wow <laughs> um, but they also didn't mention of their own accord. Uh, but uh, they do have some ugly ass drag carpet down there. I hear it's comfortable on their little feetsies. <laughs> Anubis? You mean St. Peter, right? <laughs> <laughs>